All right, the playoffs are upon us. The Jazz are going up against the Nuggets. We'll get into this and more as we head into today's episode. Thank you for listening. You you are listening to the the Jazz Talk podcast, part of the Wasatch Podcasting Network. I am your host, CJ Dieters. So it is official now. The Jazz will be playing the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs this year. Um, the Jazz ended up with the sixth seed, and to be honest with you, I think they kind of wanted to fall down a little bit during these seeding games. They did a lot of resting of their star players, gave the young players some opportunity to play, um, because both the Thunder and the Rockets are, are a harder matchup for this Jazz team, and so those two will go against each other, and the Jazz, while the Nuggets are a really good team, they're very talented, they are a very deep team, they are a better matchup for the Jazz. I, I feel like there's a, a better chance that the Jazz win this this matchup than the other two, especially the one with the Rockets. The Jazz just seem to really struggle with that Rockets team. Um, so in the bubble, um, one of the things I want to talk about, and this is something I've hit the last couple weeks, is just the players have really showed up and have earned a name for themselves or played better than they had throughout the season. And then some of the players that I'm a little worried about heading into the playoffs. Um, Rajon Tucker has really gotten an opportunity to show what he can do. And in that last game with the Spurs, um, scored 18 points and looked really good, was efficient, was attacking the basket, um, was looking like the guy um, that he was with the Wisconsin Herd down in the G League. Um, And with Emmanuel Moutier kind of struggling during this restart, I wouldn't be surprised to see Rajon Tucker eventually take over that spot um, as kind of that backup point guard, backup wing type position that Emmanuel Moutier was playing at the start of the the restart in Orlando. Um, Juwan Morgan has looked really good, and with George Niang struggling for quite a bit of this, this restart, um, I would not be surprised to see him as well uh, get some time to play. Um, Jarrell Brantley uh, has gotten an opportunity, has shown that he is just the uh, you know the Swiss Army knife that that I thought he was um, when he was first coming out. Uh, the guy, he's long, athletic, he's a good defender. He can do just about anything you need him to do on the def- on the offensive end and on the defensive end, of course. Um, and I think the Jazz really like the guy and would like to bring him back next year. And I'd like to see him get some time, um, you know, with this Jazz roster as we head into the playoffs. And then finally, Mie Oni got an opportunity to show what he can do. And he'll be another good guy for the Jazz to have um, just because he's got good length and athletic ability, um, can guard wings. And that's something, you know, with losing Boyan Bogdanovich. And this season, moving to more of a smaller ball type team, they need those guys that can that are in that six four to six six range, you know, or six eight range that can guard on the perimeter and then on the offensive end can provide um, some good shooting from three, and at times be able to attack the basket themselves. Um, as far as guys that have struggled, um, George Niang, he had a couple good games um, within. The, the eight games of the restart, but on the whole, the guy really struggled to get going, um, was just not knocking down shots, and he's going to be really pivotal um, as we head into the to the playoffs here. 
Um, having somebody that can take pressure off of Donovan, off of Rudy, off of Conley, and just knock down open threes. Um, Emmanuel Moutier, I already mentioned, also struggled a bit. Um, you know, he, to be fair for with him, you know, the last half of the year um, after they picked up Jordan Clarkson, he really didn't play that much at all anyway. And because of the injury to Boyan Bogdanovich, was kind of being thrust into needing to play. Um, but he did struggle. Um, he had a few really good games, but on the whole, um, he had a hard time finding a rhythm. Um, them having Jordan Clarkson uh, run the second unit with him uh, makes makes things harder for Emmanuel Moutier um, because Jordan's the one that's going to really run the show, and Emmanuel's got to find a way to fit in uh, next to to Jordan Clarkson and to the rest of the guys. Um, while the re- you know for the rest of his career, um, Emmanuel Moutier has been the kind of guy that. He runs the show. You know, he's the guy with the ball in his hands. He's the guy running the pick and rolls, um, getting to attack the basket. So, you know, that's an adjustment for him to make. And like I said, if he wants to stay in the rotation, he's got to figure out how to play in that role so that Emmanuel Moody or uh, Rajon Tucker doesn't steal his minutes there. Um, Ed Davis, the limited time he got to play, really just he's I've said it before he's just really not a good fit with this team he's a very talented backup center it's just he he does not fit the way the Jazz play their centers um you know he he fits where he can really get into good position on the defensive end and be a team defender and on the offensive end he's great at offensive rebounding just sitting around the basket setting screens well, the Jazz do exactly the opposite of that. On the defense, they kind of leave the center on an island in the middle. And he's got to protect the whole all of the paint by himself. And then on the offensive end, they run a lot of pick and roll, and they're expecting that center to be able to draw defenders and catch all the oops and uh, you know get offensive rebounds also. But the main responsibilities of the center are just not what Ed Davis has done throughout his career. Um, I'm not really expecting to see him get much of a role, um, but the last you know 30 or so games for the the Jazz, he really didn't have that big of a role anyway. Um, and I think Rudy Gobert and Tony Bradley, as long as they stay healthy, can handle the responsibilities at the center position for the Jazz. Um, so really quickly, I just wanted to get in to kind of an outline of this series, um, what to expect, um, kind of introduce you to the Nuggets if you're not fully aware of what they have. Um, so this Nuggets team, they're very deep. They have a lot of ta- a lot of talent. They don't really have that super high, high-end talent like the Lakers do with both LeBron and Anthony Davis, but they have a lot of guys, um, and they can throw um, some really big rotations at you. And they have a lot of size, too. Um, so first off, their normal starting lineup um, is Nikola Jokic at the center, who is really good rebounder, um, very good passer, and can score when he needs to, um, but prefers to be a distributor. They have Paul Millsap at the power forward, who 
is an amazing defender and makes up for a lot of what Jokic can't do on the defensive end and can knock down threes on the offensive end. Michael Porter Jr., who's a long, uh, very young, I think he's 21 right now, six foot ten, small forward, um, really sharp shooter. Um, at the shooting guard, they'll either play Gary Harris or Will Barton. Um, Gary Harris is an incredible defender. Hasn't really been able to knock down the shot at a consistent rate over the last couple years. Um, but a really good perimeter defender. Uh, Will Barton is a very athletic, slashing uh, shooting guard. Can play a little bit of the point guard as well. Um, decent defender. And then Jamal Murray runs the point guard. Uh, Murray is a scoring guard. Um, Jokic is the one that does most of the distributing. Um, so Jamal Murray basically plays a shooting guard um, most of the time, an off-ball off guard. Um, along with, with that starting lineup, they have Jeremy Grant, who can play the center, power forward, or small forward. Uh, very long, rangy defender, um, great help defender, decent three-point shooter. Um, they have Mason Plumley, who plays the backup center. Very uh, energetic, um, decent passer as well, just like Jokic. Um, but his main responsibility is to to come flying off of pick and rolls and catch lobs and throw them down. Um, not the greatest of defenders. Um, Tory Craig is a six foot seven small forward, um, amazing defender. Um, on the offensive end, really can't give you that much, but just a great defender. Um, and then they have Monte Morris, who's the backup point guard. Um, also, like Jamal Murray, more of a scoring point guard, more of a slasher. Um, can really wreak havoc, um, slashing to the basket, hitting from mid-range. And then finally, they have Bull Bull, who is a young uh, 7'2". I guess they'd classify him as a power forward. Um, but he's super tall and long. Um, guy barely weighs 200 pounds while he's 7'2". Um, so he can get pushed around, but he has guard skills and can be valuable on the court um, when they need him to be. Um, but he won't play a ton of minutes. Um, I really believe that the, the key to this series, there's a couple. Um, Rudy Gobert versus Nikola Jokic. If Rudy can shut down, down Jokic, keep him ineffective, um, then the Jazz can win this series. Um, which Rudy has done a really good job on, on Jokic um, all the times that they've met with each other. The problem is that Rudy can get into foul trouble with when guarding Jokic because he's, he's a tricky guy. You know, he knows how to use pump fakes well, how to get guys to foul him. Um, and when Rudy is not able to be on the floor, Tony Bradley has really struggled with Jokic. Um, so that is key number one is, is Jokic versus Gobert. Um, second is Donovan Mitchell. Um, as I've said, the Nuggets have a lot of long and really good perimeter defenders, and Donovan struggles against those guys. Um, he's had some some tough games against these the Nuggets, so he's going to really need to be a distributor um, during this series. Um, you're probably not going to see him put up a bunch of 40-point games, 
But if he can go out there, still provide, you know, 18, 20 points, but dish out six or seven assists and be on the boards and play good defense, then he can still really be effective in this series. Um, and then after that, it's going to be who, who can step up and help this team as that third and fourth option. Um, Conley looked really good during this restart, um, looked way more comfortable than he had all throughout the season. Um, is it going to be him stepping up? Um, Jordan Clarkson, incredible score, looked amazing in some of these games during this restart. Um, you know, is he going to be able to step up? Is George Niang going to be able to knock down threes like he has all throughout the year? Or is he going to continue to struggle? Um, can Tony Bradley play good enough defense to justify having him on the court? Um, because he's an amazing offensive uh, rebounder, great pick and roll runner. His defense just really struggles because he's got, he plays flat on his feet, um, gets bent over a lot, and doesn't have the the instincts that guy, a guy like Rudy Gobert has. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I really don't think the Jazz are going to win this one. Um, I'm a huge Jazz fan. I... I really hope that it ends up with them winning. Um, I think this is going to be a really hard-fought battle. Um, but the Jazz, with Boyan being out, and them already having a lack of depth on this team, it's going to really be a struggle for them. Um, I'll be you know, super excited if they win this, and I think that they can win it. I'm not saying that um, there's not a possibility. I'm just saying it's going to be a tough battle. Um, I think this series goes six or seven games, and most of the games are really, really close. I just, I, and again, I hate to say it, I just think that the Nuggets have just a little bit too much depth, a little bit too much uh, defense and length for the Jazz to handle for all seven games. Um, they have a really good coach in Mike Malone. Um, the Jazz also have an amazing coach in Quinn Snyder. Um but yeah, this this is gonna be a tough one. Um, but yeah. Um, so if you're wondering, uh, first game is this Monday, which is the seventeenth, I believe. Uh, yes, the seventeenth. It'll start at eleven thirty a.m., um, which is weird for a playoff game, um, but that's the way things have been in the bubble because they only have one or two courts to play on. So it'll be at eleven thirty on Monday. And then they will play every other day um, up until the series is over. Um, you know, so they, in 14-day time period, or I guess it would be a 13-day time period, will play seven games if this, game, if this series goes to seven games. Um, and again, I'm really hoping that the Jazz can figure, figure out how to beat this team. Again, they have a great coaching staff. They have really good talent. Um, and hopefully the non-star pieces can step up enough to help this team uh, get to the second round of the playoffs this year. Um, but I think, I believe with this Jazz team, the main focus is getting to next year. Um, I, of course, they want to be as successful as possible this season. But next year, Boyan will be healthy again. And they can add a couple more pieces in the offseason these young guys will have had more time to develop with the team and to see where they fit. Um, and so I think next season is really when they're gonna, we're going to see a big push from this Jazz team. 
Again, I'd love to see them win this series and move on to the next round. Um, but yeah, we'll just you know we'll wait and see. Um, this team is really resilient. They have they can get on hot streaks like no other. And so again, we'll see what happens. Um, again, thank you for listening. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod. Go Jazz!